Hey Coastal, I am so excited for today in our Friends of the Family series. In fact, today we have got an incredible friend of the family. And he's one of the with people us. like when when we asked our staff, who would you want to hear from? Like if you could pick anybody, who would you want to hear from? And everybody was like, we want to hear from Pastor Emmy Vasquez. Mm -hmm. He pastors a great church called Excel Church. We watched the message last night and we oh. were sitting in here. We are shouting down <laughs> our screen. So I'm just telling you church, Hit the share button get right prepared, now. Uh, get some note, uh, a piece of paper and a pencil, get ready to take some notes, get ready to hear an incredible message from our very, very good friend, Pastor Emmy Vasquez. What's up Coastal Community Church? I miss you guys. I'm honored to be with you guys here today, family and friends. You guys are more family than anything. And let me stop for a moment. I just want to honor your pastors, uh, 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 Pastor Shayla, Pastor TJ. Thank you guys so much just simply for who you are. I honor you. I value you. I thank you for your contribution to the body of Christ and what you do for your city, your community, and for your church. Uh, Costa, what is up? You know, as I begin to... Uh, pray and explore my heart after your pastor called me up. Um, the subject, or rather what I believe that the Holy Spirit deposited in my heart, was this subject of honor. That, that's the subject that was really percolating in my heart. And before I say what I want to say, let me say this. As you, you live in the same country I live in, you look at the United States of America, all you got to do is watch the news in some capacity. All you got to do is be on social media for a little bit and watch people argue about things. You got the coronavirus happening, pandemic taking place. Certain states are slowing down, backing back up again. Um, uh, cases are going back up. More people are dying in that regard. People arguing with the medical community. Um, whether or not they believe it's a conspiracy. You got the theorists that are out there. Uh, on top of that, you have racial, racial tension in the country uh, overall. You have an election year. Oh my goodness, go figure. You have an election year coming up. And so typically around a, political, a politically charged election year, people start mudslinging and they will dig deep and reach wide to try to find the ugliest things possible to, to let the community know about it. And it's going to look uh, uh, discouraging at times going into the fall. And then on top of that, you got political issues. You got so much that's happening in the world today. And I feel like the Holy Spirit put in my heart the subject of honor and how valuable honor is to rein everybody back in, to pull the, it's like, it's almost like the coach Jesus calling a timeout to say, hold on a second, we're not running the play. We're not doing what I said do. Let's call a 20 second timeout if you play basketball. Let's call a full timeout, commercial break right now. I need you guys to gather and we need to talk about a few things. And I believe that Honor, the value of honor, plays a significant role in empowering everyone, no matter where they are on the scale of life. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. So when you, if you're taking down notes, you can, I mean, you can pull out your pen, you, you do whatever you do to kind of take note takers. I believe that a sharp pencil is better, better than a long, a, a good memory, a long memory. Just take out a pen because you're going to remember more with that lead than typically your head. It, that was good. I don't care what you say. That was good. Uh, uh, so if you're taking down notes, honor, honor, what is honor? When we talk about honor, honor is all about respect. Honor is about respect. So it doesn't matter what side, whether you are, you believe in the statement Black Lives Matter or not, just respect. When we talk about 
honor. Whether you believe in Donald Trump or you believe in whoever, you know, uh, with Joe Biden, wh whoever, whoever, where you are, uh, uh, it's honor. It's all about respect. It's all about adding value to someone's life. When you start talking about honor, we're talking about adding worth to someone's life. Yeah, in some cases, you see certain people as being worthless. I know we won't say that sometimes out loud, but sometimes you disagree with them. And just because you disagree with them, you, sometimes we don't value them and we rob them of honor that God says we should place on their life. Honor. What is honor? Honor is to put weight on it, to make it more significant, to make it heavier, if you will, because you wasn't given it any consideration. It was worthless. It didn't have any weight at all. And that's what they say when you say contempt. Contempt is uh, worthless. It doesn't have any significance at all. If you've ever been in a courtroom and you've seen a judge, we refer to the judge as the honor. Your honor, may I speak. And we're basically saying that you are, we add value to you in this environment so that you can make a judicial call over this case, over what's going on. Whenever you define dishonor, dishonor is to take it lightly. Something that had value, you now dishonor it, you discredit it, you take it lightly. It also means dishonor. It means to remove the honor, to be indifferent. I don't care. They don't care. We become apathetical. We remove the honor. When we are going to maximize any level of relationship, I personally believe that Honor and respect draws gifts to you. Honor and respect. If you are gifted, which you are, everybody is gifted. When there is value on the inside of you and you are gifted and you have treasure, keyword, there is treasure on the inside of you. Anytime I value you, anytime I respect you, I am going to draw those things out of you and be blessed by it consequently. Whenever you dishonor or you are disrespectful toward anybody, you are pushing those things. If they are gifted, which we all are, Anytime you are disrespectful, you are pushing those things away from yourself, yourself and consequently you are not allowing the person who has the treasure to bring it outside of them. So val honor uh, brings gifts towards you. It brings treasure towards you. It brings things towards you. When you dishonor and disrespect, it pushes things away from you. So from the premise, let's just say as believers, we want to honor God's word because when we honor God's word, the more we value it, the more value we get from it. Yeah, that was good. If you got something out of that, somebody put a little emoji, a little hand emoji or something on there, a little double hands like hallelujah, holla back. Yeah, the more you value people, the more the, the, the more you value people, the more uh, of value you get from those people. The more you value your pastor, the more you get out of your pastors. Yeah, the, the more you value the people around you, the more you value your dream team, the more uh, the value inside of them comes to fruition and you start to get more from them simply because you are now valuing them. We, we see an interesting story in Mark chapter 6 uh, uh, that I want you to take note of. Uh, before I mention Mark chapter 6, in Mark chapter 5, Jesus is moving through the city. And he's moving. He heals a man who was demon-possessed at, at, the, at the cemetery, the Gadarenes. He's cutting himself uh, day and night, the Bible says, and Jesus delivers this man. Then he goes forward, and he's about to heal a young girl who had died. Uh, then he runs into a woman who's hemorrhaging, and she's bleeding profusely, and do doctors couldn't even help her out. And so Jesus is healing, saving 
saving people, delivering them, and he's having a marvelous uh, ministry time, if you will. That's chapter five of Mark. And then you move into chapter six, and it's interesting because everyone around him who valued him in one season or one town, they was able to pull the treasure and the anointing and the gifts that was on his life. So the value they placed on Jesus caused them to release their faith, to believe that he can do what he said that they can do. But then he shows up in Mark chapter six and watch what happens because we do it as well. Mark six, Jesus left there and went to his hometown accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue and many who heard him were amazed. Look at this. Where did this man get these things? Who is this guy? Now they know who he is. This is a sarcastic statement here. You gotta understand he was raised here. So they're being sarcastic about this. And then they said, what is this wisdom that has been given to him that he even does miracles? So they're shocked that he has this miracle working power. They're shocked that he's intelligent. They're shocked that he has wisdom. And it says, isn't this the carpenter? In other words, we know you. We were raised around you. Isn't this Mary's son? We knew your mama. We knew when you were in diapers. Isn't this the brother of James? Your brother, he's still working down the street right now. Like, who are you? What, what makes you think that you're so special? Isn't this the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? Look at this. And they took offense at him. Jesus didn't even do anything that would provoke their offense. They had so disrespected him in the way that they saw him and the way that they thought about him, they basically dishonored him. And as a result of that uh, 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 dishonor, if you will, it caused them to be offended. They were so insecure that he was so gifted that they couldn't even recognize or acknowledge that he was blessed, that he was wise, that he was uh, anointed by God. Look at what else it says. Jesus said to them, only in his hometown, among his relatives, and in his own house is a prophet without honor. This is what Jesus said. This is, this is absolutely amazing that Jesus said, I'm going to go home, and the people who know me the most, those are going to be the people who disrespect me the most. That the people who know me the most, the pe my relatives, the people who were raised around me, those are going to be the people because of familiarity, because of too much information, because they see my dirt, my flesh, yeah, the field of my life not the treasure of my life. Because they know so much about me, it's going to be hard for them to receive the best parts about me. Oh, this is good. I hope you're getting something out of this. Look at this. He, Jesus, could not do any miracles there except to lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. Their lack of faith came as a result of their dishonor and their dishonor came because they didn't believe that he had anything of value to offer. So two points about, about this particular text. Number one, familiarity causes dishonor. Familiarity causes dishonor. When you are so familiar with somebody and you let all of that information get the best of you, you typically become so familiar that you start to discredit what they're good at. 
Oh, you know what it is. It's like your little brother singing and you're like, shut up, you can't sing. And you're discrediting his ability to be able to sing because you can't see it because you're so used to it. See, this is true around my neck of the woods where I am in central Massachusetts. Obviously, I'm from New York, but when I first came uh, out here to Massachusetts, there were people, uh, uh, for those of you who don't know my story, I got arrested when I was 17 years old. And so now that I'm a pastor and I'm in my 40s now running the church, there are some people who don't know me now. They knew me back then. And because they know me back then, it's hard for them to recognize the treasure or the gift of what God is doing in my life now. And so like this story, they look at me with familiarity and that familiarity says he can't be a pastor. He shouldn't even be allowed to pastor. They're not allowing themselves to pull from the best parts of me because of familiarity. They feel like they know too much about me. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is good. This is good. Number two, the second point that I get out of this text that I want you to write down is that offenses cause dishonor. Offenses cause dishonor. It is hard to receive treasure from anybody that you stay offended at. Oh my God, I, my brain is running right now because I can, so much, there's so much, there's certain doctors that want to be able to bless you. There's certain people in the community that want to be a blessing to you. But sometimes we get offended because of things that we watch, YouTube videos that we watch, news media that we watch, and this stuff is affecting us and we're getting offended. And people who God is sending into our lives to be able to bless us with significant things that God placed inside of them, we can't receive it because we are offended and offense causes dishonor. Isn't it a terrible thing to honor everybody outside of your home? But when it comes to the people in your home, we have a tendency of dishonoring them. Yeah, we won't spend time with them. We clean the household, prepare the guests to come in. Hurry up, clean this, clean that. And then you're telling them, shut up, be quiet. They come, when they come in, don't do this. And so it, it appears sometimes that the people inside the house that we live with, we discredit and treat with dishonor. We remove the value off of our wife, remove the value off of our kids or our husband. And in, and in turn, the people that we don't really know, we show them so much honor. And God wants us to show everyone honor, especially those who live in the house with us. I hope you're getting something out of this. Uh, but before I go forward, let me say this. When, when we pray and we're, we are going to uh, get answers from heaven, from God, I want you to understand that the majority of the times that God is going to bless you, he's going to bless you through people. Yeah, 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 yeah. God is, God is going to bless you through people. He's going to do a significant amount of things. And when he does, most of your answers are going to come through people. Now, this is important because if we don't have our honor value on another level, that we're constantly honoring people, we could miss an opportunity to be blessed by God because God is sending people who have answers on the inside of them, treasure on the inside of them, but we might discredit the answer because we think that God should use, I don't know, a pink unicorn instead of using your sister who you right now are not really doing too well with. Oh yeah, I, I thank God I'm in central Massachusetts. You, can, you can't come after me after a statement like that. Yeah, but God still is sending this crazy Puerto Rican just to speak to you that we have to step it up in the area of honor because God is sending so many people in your direction like Jesus Christ who was sent back into his own community, into his own hometown, amongst his own relatives with solutions on the inside of him, but they couldn't tap into those solutions because they disrespected him because they didn't see him 
as significant or having treasure. They just pushed him away and said, oh no, he can't be anybody. We know him. This is the carpenter's son. They discredited him. Don't let that happen. God could be sending answers right now. He could be sending me right now to speak to you. Keep your honor up. The more you value, the more you honor, the more you honor from the person God sends. Everything that they have on the inside, God is going to bless you with. Really quick, just think about the world that we live in. We live in a culture today that consumes a steady diet of disrespect. Oh, I could spend a lot of time here, but on television, from television to music, music, my, we can go through different genres of music. I don't care if it's country music, there's certain elements of country where it's outlaw music, and there's certain aspects of hip hop music where we are coming at the police, or we're coming at uh, uh, certain groups of people, or women. Women get disrespected in music all of the time, uh, belittled, dishonored, disrespected, and you pick it. Rock and roll, it doesn't matter what genre of music, in the music, riddled in it are, are, are areas of just dishonor and disrespect. And if we're not careful, as we consume this stuff on an ongoing basis, we become insensitive to developing an attitude of dishonor. Now, before we can change the culture that we see in the world today, we have to really confront the culture that exists. We have to be able to look at what exists today and dismantle it so we can adopt God's view of people, God's view of uh, people in authority, God's view of the black man, the white man, the Hispanic, the Puerto Rican, whatever the case may be. And we have to adopt God's view. But before we can, we have to be willing to look at the community at large and realize, wow. There's so much that's being digested by our kids, by ourselves. You know, you, you can have somebody get into a fight and there's something like, like a car wreck that we have to watch and we hit share and we recycle it and people watch it over and it gets 30 million views, 50 million views, and we're just watching a, a, a perpetual cycle of dishonor and all of that needs to change. And I'm convinced that God is calling us to be the trailblazers and calling us to be the people that to start, to start a new wave of honor everywhere we go. I don't believe that chivalry is dead. I believe that we should still be opening car doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All my women say amen. Somebody type something down. Yeah, we should still be opening car doors for our moms and our wives. And I know my pastor would definitely do it. Sometimes we'll go out to dinner and he'll open the car door for his wife uh, and close the car door and then look at me and say, what's wrong with you? You know, and I'm like, man, I got to step up my game a little bit. Chivalry is not dead. And because people want to be honored. And when you honor them, you pull the best out of them. Yeah, yeah. I want you to also notice that when it comes to young people who are digesting a constant uh, diet of, of disrespect and when they start fighting against authority and fighting this and fighting that, eventually these young people end up in jail. And you know what's so interesting? Because I know is that when you get to jail, then they give you a Bible. And isn't it interesting that they refuse to give you a Bible before you get to jail when you're in school or whatever the case may be, but when you get to prison, they give you one. And I start thinking to myself, I know because this was personal to my story, and I start thinking to myself, isn't it kind of backwards? You give me a Bible after the fact when I end up in prison. Shouldn't you have given me a Bible before I went to prison? And maybe I would not have went to prison. See, the Bible is a Bible of order. It's a Bible of honor, and honor creates order. And so, so if we give these out before children get to prison, maybe they won't even go to prison, but we're in a rush to give them the Bible after they go to jail, knowing that it can provoke change in their life. I think it's kind of backwards, and I know because it happened to me, uh, 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 but we want to be able to change it. And I, I just want you to take into consideration 
the culture, digesting dishonorable content everywhere. And where do you think our future leaders tomorrow are coming from? They're coming from our communities. We're raising them. We're shaping them. We don't get to the privilege of flying to another planet somewhere and recruiting different people with different leadership skills and bringing them back to the country. That's not what happens. They are being groomed in our backyards, in our homes, in our school systems, in our colleges. And it's unfortunate because if they learn how to survive with disrespect and dishonor all their life, eventually they put on suits and ties and now they still do the same thing. They just look professional while they're doing it. And so we want to be able to change how this thing looks like. If you're taking down notes, I want you to write this down. Whatever you celebrate gets repeated. Whatever you celebrate gets repeated. Yeah, the more you continue to celebrate something, the more you'll see a repetition with it. People typically will repeat things that they know that you like. It happens whether you're an adult, if it's at work, if somebody celebrates the behavior, complimentary toward what you've done, you will find yourself doing it again because you know that your bosses like it, your people like it, your colleagues like it, so you will do it again. Same thing with a five-year-old, a seven-year-old, a 10-year-old. Whether it's good or bad, if it's good behavior and they do it, and we clap and we laugh and we celebrate, it, they do it again. If it's negative behavior, especially when they're younger, they don't know any better. Psychologically, they just think, wow, I got a great response. Even though I did something wrong, I'm going to do it again because I like the response and the affirmation that was given to me as a result of what I just did. So whatever you celebrate gets repeated. And we want to make sure we're celebrating honor and not celebrating dishonor so that that doesn't get repeated. I hope you're getting something out of this because I am sweating underneath this shirt, giving it to you right now. And so all throughout your Bible, you see God honoring a plethora of things. You see God honoring marriage in the Bible. Marriage should be honored by all. You see parents being acknowledged. You see uh, uh, Romans chapter 13 talks about honoring authority. Uh, First Timothy chapter five says, honor all church leaders, especially those whose job is preaching and teaching. That's why I open up this segment by honoring your pastors. Pastor Shayla, Pastor TJ, thank you so much for your investment in your local body where you are and making a difference it's people like you that's causing changes to take place in a very uh, chaotic time right now in our society the bible talks about honoring older people people who are elderly in leviticus chapter 19 we need to honor people from all levels of life now i want you to look at this verse in matthew chapter 13 matthew chapter 13 i want you to look at this verse in verse 44 this is jesus speaking and he says this, the kingdom of heaven, I want you to think people, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he found the treasure, he hid it again. And then in his joy, he went and sold all he had and he bought that field. I want you to think about this. The kingdom of heaven is like a man, uh, someone finding treasure hidden in a field. When you think field, I want you to think dirt. When you think field, I want you to think the past. I want you to think someone's bad behaviors. I want you to think they're rubbish. I want you to think they're baggage. The field, the field is the dirty parts of them. When you think treasure, I want you to think the good things, the va- the things that they are good at, the anointings on their life, what God has deposited, their talents, their gifts, everything that's good about them. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. And when a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy, he went and sold all he had and he bought that field. I want you to understand that this is a picture of every single person you will ever meet in your life. 
whether they are a believer or an unbeliever. They are people who have a field, but also have treasure. And I want you to understand that honor is the key that unlocks the treasure that's inside everybody's field. The more I value you, the more value I get from you. The more I honor you, the more I unlock what's inside of you and I allow myself to be blessed by what's on the inside of you. Everybody has a treasure and everybody has a field. Your mother has a treasure. Yes, sir. And your mother has a field. You may not like certain things about your mother's field, the dirty parts of her life, but she has treasure and God is willing to work with both of them. The question is, can you? See, when it comes to honor, honor says, I recognize that everyone has a field, but if I keep honoring those people, despite their field, I'll pull out their treasure. Oh, I'm getting something out of this and I know I'm, 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 the, I'm preaching right now to you through this screen right now, but I am getting so much out of this. Your father has a treasure and your father has a field. I haven't known my father all my life. As a matter of fact, I found out he might be getting out of jail this year and I'll be grooming and cultivating a relationship with him. I'm not going to spend all my time just thinking about his field and thinking about his dirt because I know that if God can put treasure in me, even though I have dirt and I have a field, then God has placed treasure in my father. And if I start to honor him, I'll see a different side of him and maybe bridge the gap of this relationship that has long been awaited from me. Oh, this is so good. Your leaders have a treasure and they have a field. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Your, your pastors have a treasure and they have a field. I have a treasure and field. Your governmental leaders, oh, they have a treasure and they have a field. This is true all throughout your Bible. Look, look at Adam. When Adam was made, Adam was literally made from the dust of the earth, the Bible says. Literally a dirt bag. I was, somebody typed down dirt bag. He was literally a dirt box with nothing on the inside of him, just dirt, a field. And God breathed into his nostrils the breath of lives and he became a living soul. In other words, God took treasure, which was his presence and his spirit, placed it inside of this man, which was nothing but dirt in a field. You see it all throughout the Bible. David. David was a young shepherd boy in the field. And we know that David had a lot of field and a lot of dirt and a lot of baggage because we know that David committed adultery. We know that David committed murder. Uh, David did plenty of things that he wasn't proud of, God wasn't proud of, and I wasn't proud of. But David also had treasure in his life. And God took a king and put it on the inside of a kid. And he knew that David would sometimes react out of his childish behavior, which is the field, but God also knew that he put a king and some treasure on the inside of him that would shape the landscape of Israel moving forward. Everybody has a treasure and everybody has a field. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, this is what your Bible says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Man, you see this all throughout the scriptures. Let, let me give you a, another point because my mind is running right now. In, in Exodus chapter 3, think about this because I told you that whenever God is going to answer your prayers, the majority of the time, God is not going to send some unicorn that looks pink, that stands out. Because, you know, sometimes people can be weird when they're trying to be spiritual. And they're like, oh, I'm waiting for God. And I'm waiting on God. And God is sending you people. And he's sending you people with answers and treasure. But you keep dishonoring what God is doing through them. 
and you're waiting for some kind of pink crow, I don't know, yellow elephant, you're looking for something to show up that's abnormal and you're calling it spiritual, but in reality, God is sending people that he's working through. But honor is the key that when you place a sense of honor on people, all of the gifts and all of the treasures that they have on the inside of them will be unlocked, but you are responsible for placing honor on them so that they can give you all that God placed on the inside of them. Oh, some of us are waiting for people. I can't, I can't do this unless the pastor comes and prays for me. No, your wife has been trying to pray for you for the last three months, but you haven't been wanting to receive that from her because you are dishonoring the fact that she has the same Holy Spirit on the inside of her that the pastor has on the inside of him. But sometimes because we know too much familiarity, causes dishonor. And because we know too much about our wife, oh, she can't pray for me. Because I know too much about my husband, oh, he can't pray for me. Because I know too much about the pastor, no, I need this person specifically. No, no, no. God is sending people. Uh, let me go back to Exodus, Exodus chapter three. Here's God. Here's God. And God says, uh, 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 I'm going to use Moses. And he says to Moses in, in, in Exodus chapter three, verse seven, the Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I'm concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them. God said he came down to rescue them. But when you look at verse 10, he's talking to Moses, and he says, Moses, now go. I'm sending you to Pharaoh. Hold on a second, God. You just said you was going to rescue them. Now you're sending Pharaoh. Which one is it? When God sends Moses, he's sending himself because Moses is operating with the treasure of God on the inside of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when God sends people your way, don't overlook them over-spiritualizing it. When you place honor on everyone you meet, God could be sending a hookup and honor on their life will unlock the hookup so you can be blessed. Oh my God. The issue is, do you have recognition? Do you have awareness? God knows how to deal with the Moses who has a field because he was a murderer. Moses was a fugitive of justice from Egypt. Moses used Aaron and Aaron had issues. Over and over again, he had issues, but God still used him and never got rid of him. God is willing to use the president of the United States even though you disagree with him. God knows that he has treasure, but he also has a field. Everyone has a treasure and everyone has a field. And when you release honor over everyone's life, you will unlock the best that's on the inside of them. Every police officer has a treasure, but they also have a field. Every black man in your community and every white man in your community, they all have a treasure, but they all have a field. And honor is the key that unlocks all of this greatness. If we would walk in honor, we would change the landscape of all the things that we face. Oh, put your little hand emoji, start clapping, do something. I'm getting something out of this. So if you're taking our notes, write this down. We live in a world that is professional at finding dirt, but we are unprofessional at finding treasure. We live in a world that is professional because of the culture that we live in. We get more practice with dishonor that we find all the dirt. And that's not what the Bible says. The kingdom of God is like a man, has, uh, there's a treasure hidden in the field. And he bought the field. He bought the field. That means he's willing to buy and accept all of the bad parts because he knows ultimately that he wants to pull out the treasure that's on the inside of the field. Oh, to all my people who are married, oh, don't get rid of your wife. Don't. I know that. I talked to somebody from the from the courthouse recently. She said um, a restraining orders are on the rise, Pastor Emmy, and she says people are filing for divorce. No, no, no. They're getting exposed to all the dirt and all the field, but we're forgetting that honor unlocks the treasure. There's treasure on the inside of your kid. There's 
treasure on the inside of your teenager. There's treasure on the inside of your wife. Treasure on the inside of your pastor. Don't give up on people. Honor. Release honor over their lives. Continue to believe that the treasure can come out of them. Okay, let me move on really quick. I got three points for you that I want to be able to give you. Honor says, hold on. Honor says this. Honor says, give me, honor gives people the space to be great. Honor has a voice. Honor says, I thank God for the day you were born. Honor says, I thank God for your life. When you walk in honor and you place value on people's life, honor says you are not an inconvenience to me. Honor says you are not a burden to me. Honor says you are not my competition. Honor says, I thank God that you are here. I need what God placed on the inside of you. To all of my single people, honor says you are worth waiting on. Oh, yeah. I, I, uh, should I say it? Should I say it? I'm going to go ahead and say it. I told you I'm in Central Mass. You can't come get me. Yeah. But to my people who are dating and you're not married. Yeah. If she wants to wait to have sex before you guys tie the knot, honor says respect that decision. Don't force that decision. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hear that from the voice of a pastor. Honor says you are worth investing into. Honor says I'm glad that you are in my space. Honor says I'm glad I'm in your space. Honor says if I honor all the things that God put in you, then all those things will come out because I created a space called honor. I'm giving you an opportunity to be your best because I value you. So three areas, three areas of, uh, that I want you to consider. Number one, honor begins what God's claim on people. Honoring begins what God's claim on them. In other words, as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we honor people because it's God's value, even if it's not their value. It doesn't have to be someone else's value in order for you to do it. We do it because God said do it. You see what I'm saying? So we value because God said do it. We don't do it for any other reason outside of that level of obedience. In Psalm chapter 8, verses 3 to 5, your Bible says, this is David speaking, when I viewed and considered your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him? He said, who is this guy, human being, that you keep thinking about him? Verse 5. You have made him a little lower than God or the heavenly beings, and you've crowned him with glory and honor. You don't always have to have people believe like you believe for you to issue them honor. Do you know that you can disagree with people but still honor them? Don't buy into this, this mentality that's going around today that says if you disagree with me, then that means you hate me. That is not true. We got to get away from this cancel culture right now that's just canceling people and not giving people an opportunity to repent and an opportunity to change. That's not the Christian. The Christian says that even though you disagree with me, no matter what political affiliation, no matter what side you want, no matter what team you're rooting for, I can disagree with you and still honor you. That is the kingdom of God. It's called honor. My wife, when it comes to my wife, when me and my wife got married, I refuse to cross certain lines of dishonor when it comes to my wife. We can get into an argument. We can disagree. But I refuse to call my wife outside of her name. I won't call my wife the B word. I won't call her anything that will degrade and dishonor her. I might walk away. I might shut down and be quiet. But there's nothing in me that will say dishonor her. You know why? Because before she's my wife, she's God's daughter first. And based on Psalm chapter 8, God has crowned mankind with glory and honor. There's something about man that when God looks at mankind, he says, I honor him. Even if he doesn't always agree with God, the man, 
God says I still honor him until he gets to the point that he can see my value system the way I see my value system. But until then, I'm going to keep respecting him and keep valuing him so I can pull the best out of him. Oh my God, that's so good. Number two, number two, honor benefits me too. When you walk in honor, honor benefits you. It doesn't just benefit the person, it benefits you too as the person who is dispensing the honor. Look at this in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. It says, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. This is one of the first commandments where God incentivizes the subject of honor. He says, when you honor your mother and your father, it's going to equate and be attached to long life. Let me stop for a moment and just say this about parenting real quick. Honoring your father and mother is different than honoring your parents, if you will. Because you may not appreciate or like how you were parented. And those parenting styles may differ from person to person. And some of them may be wrong, traumatic, uh, 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 belittling, etc. In this text, he says, honor your father and your mother. What's the difference? When God says, like my dad, my dad has never been in my life. I come from a lot of trauma and a lot of drama. But I've, what I've learned over time is to honor my father because he's a life source. In other words, it, like your pastor, we honor pastors because they're life sources. There are many people who will hear a message that will change their life. They're suicidal and then they don't consider suicide. They're ready to commit a crime and then they don't because life was pumped into their heart. And as a result of that life, their life has changed. But getting back to my father's statement, I honor my father because if it wasn't for him giving me life and God using him to give me life, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. I can disagree with his parenting. I could disagree with the fact that he abandoned me. I can have arguments all day about what was done around that. But when it comes to him being a life source, I have to honor the fact that God used that man and that woman to make me here today. And as a result, I get to pastor the many people that I get to pastor. So I thank God for life in that life source. Honor benefits me too. And then number three, my last one, honoring, honor is decided. It's not deserved. We don't give honor only when they give honor. No, 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 no. We believe in the, the kingdom of uh, seed time and harvest. I do it because it's my value, even if it's not yours. I do it because God said to do it, even if you don't do it. And I believe that as you do take steps of faith to do it, even when they won't do it, you'll pull the best out of them. It'll change the way they see you. And then they'll start reciprocating that honor and giving it right back to you. So my point number three, again, is that honor is decided, not deserved. You make a decision because God said to honor. And when you place weight and value on their life and respect on their life, you pull out the best of them. In 1 Peter chapter 2, it says, Submit yourself for the Lord's sake to every authority instituted among men, whether to the king as the supreme authority or to the governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish men. Live as free men, but don't use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as servants of God. Show proper respect, honor to everyone. Love the brotherhood of believers. Fear God. Honor the king. The Bible talks about honoring everybody. Honor is one of the most powerful subjects that if we can wrap our minds around it, and let our hearts get an understanding that no matter where we go, if we begin to honor, we're gonna pull the best out of everyone and we're gonna see a different climate 
in the world and in the churches that we live in. I want to pray for you right now. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing over everyone's life who's uh, listening to this message, watching this message. Let this message be so uh, impactful. Let this seed be to penetrate their heart where it begins to do surgical work on the inside of us that we start to discard and throw away all forms of dishonor and start to hit reset and repent on the areas that we need to see honor. So if we wasn't honoring the police, we now honor them. If we wasn't honoring a certain ethnic group, we now honor them. If we wasn't honoring a person in a political party, it has nothing to do with politics, it has everything to do with the person. You honor everyone. And so Father, we hit repent right now across the board. If we wasn't honoring our parents, we honor our parents. If we wasn't honoring our children who are growing up and becoming adults, we honor our children. If we wasn't honoring our pastor, we write him a letter See, I'm sorry, I was hurt about this, but I now put you back in a place of honor. I felt like that's for somebody. Send that email, send that letter, start all over again. You can do it in the name of Jesus. One more thing, if you've never met Jesus, the Lord of your life, and you say, Emmy, today I needed to hear this message, I wanna honor Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Maybe you've never made Jesus Lord. I'm talking about if you've never made Jesus Lord, you wanna be able to make that decision today. If that's you, I want you to type down the word Jesus right now. Just type the word Jesus. I'm going to give my life to Jesus. The cross is before me. The world is behind me. No turning back. Right, I'm going to give you some time. Write the word Jesus down right now. Somebody's going to follow up with you. If you type down the word Jesus and you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life, I want you to pray this with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus and his sacrifice. I honor that gift in my life. I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Baptize me with your spirit. Pull all of my gifts out of me and use me. I'm saved this day. In Jesus' name, I choose you. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, I love you guys so much, so much. Um, thank you, Coastal Community Church. I'm excited to be a part of this new series, Family and Friends. You guys are definitely family in my heart. I love your pastors. Continue to use honor everywhere you go. And until next time, peace.